You are listening to the Fancy Free Podcast, where my girlfriends and I tell our most embarrassing, funny stories so that we all feel less alone in our imperfection and forge connection through vulnerability and humor. I'm Joanne Jarrett, and I'm your host. And today, you guys, I'm so excited. This is a Fancy Free Podcast first. We have a returning guest. I know you loved her the first time, and this time is going to be just as fabulous. If you didn't hear Shelly F. Knight on episode 39, you've got to pause and go add that to your feed right now because she's so amazingly funny and charming and witty and just super fun. Shelly F. Knight is a once upon a time nurse turned book author, writer, and podcaster who writes and works in the fields of positive changes, spirituality, and grief. She's the author of Positive Changes, a self-kick book and the host of Positive Changes, a self-kick podcast. Shelly, thank you so much for being with me today. Oh, thank you for having me back. You do know that I do love our girls' nights in. Oh, I love it. Fill in the blanks. What did I miss about who you are and what you do? I think you had it. So yeah, I'm a once upon a time nurse and clinical hypnotherapist, and then I left last year. I am an author and I'm a writer for many magazines and I've got my own podcast. I live in the Midlands area of the UK with my husband. We have four children and a dog and we did have 11 fish, but well, we've got nine now. Let's just put it that way. (laughs) I have to know, did you have a fish funeral? No, no, we we haven't. Now I feel bad. Oh no, I'm just curious about these things. I'm nosy. In my defense, I, they're, they're not piranhas for anyone concerned. They're little minnows, but I think they may have eaten each other. I'm not sure. Right, so there was no corpse. Exactly, like destroying the evidence. But I don't know if fish really do that. I don't know if they are cannibals or not, but there's two fish down and we can't find them. Poof, they're gone. But that's not why I'm here today. That's just a random fact. <laughs> Maybe they've escaped, a la Nemo. You never know. Yeah, it could be like finding Nemo, finding Minnow, couldn't it? Like a remake. Yes, exactly. I'm writing that down. I feel a podcast coming on. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, there's so many interesting stories about how parents handle pet deaths. One of my favorite interviews was, this is a total side note, but I'm just going to tell you because I think you like it. There's a, <laughs> there's, um, there's a podcast called The Hilarious World of Depression. Have you ever heard of that? No, but I love the title. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so fabulous. So it's this, it's this guy. He, the, the first time I heard him interviewed, I heard him interviewed on a different podcast and he was telling this, his name is John Moe. He was telling this story about how, I think it was a hedgehog or it was some kind of pet that the kids had and this hilarious story about how they handled it in their family. And I thought, I have got to hear more of this guy. And lo and behold, he had started his own podcast. He interviews comedians about depression. And it's fabulous. So anyway, there's a plug for you, John Mo. As you know, the point of this podcast is to share our not-so-fancy moments so that our listeners feel less alone in their imperfections and see how connections can be built through vulnerability and humor. So what do you have for us today? It has something to do with when you became engaged. Well, it was before that. It was my husband's attempt to become engaged, really. <laughs> okay. And I'd like to think I'm quite aware in life, but I'm not so sure. So we had our first child and I wouldn't do it now, but we went away on holiday with my parents. But God forbid I'd do it now. Sorry, mum. Sorry, dad. But we went away to one of these like cabin holidays and in the evening they had our son Harrison and we went out for a really romantic walk and I could set the beautiful scene like, you know, the moon was coming through the woodland and we were walking along 
you know, it is just really, really cute. And men, you know what you're like. Like when you start spilling, you know, that romantic kind of, I want to spend the rest of my life with you, you mean so much kind of thing. And I just thought it's being really polite, but I'm a bit of a fidgeter. So randomly, I'd plucked a leaf off a tree and it's just one of those real stereotypical leaves where it's got the structures going down, like a child would draw a leaf. So while he was talking to me in the world and the universe, anyone that was listening, I was walking along, but fidgeting and pulling my nail down the leaf. So it had like the skeleton left of it. So I was going along, did my little nervous act of, you know, scraping the leaf, going along. All the time, there's my beautiful, thank God to be husband. And at the point when he went to propose, I'd finished doing my little leaf skeleton. And he went, Shelly, and I went, fishbone! And just really proudly, Joanne, if I'm honest, showed him the fishbone I created out of the leaf. And he just looked at me. I won't swear, because I don't have swearing on my podcast. I won't do it on yours. But he wasn't impressed. And to be honest, it's a bloody good you know, fishbone, if I'm honest. But he was just like... What the hell was that? And I was just like, fishbone, why? Totally missed the idea that he was trying to propose. Oh, my God. <laughs> he just, he said, well, better luck next time to himself and moved on with his day. Yeah, so that was it. He just kind of thought I was some kind of numpty, as we'd say here in the UK. Just thought, why do I bother? So he didn't bother for about another six months, I don't think. <laughs> and so the next time, bless him, it was quite an emotive time. I lived in Australia for many years, quite obliviously happy. And didn't really wear sun cream. And so I've got loads of dodgy moles. And so <laughs> I had to go to a doctor's and it turns out I had precancerous moles. Oh dear. Anyway, when I found out I had to have surgery to have them removed, my best friend came around for the day. And she was just like amazing. She's going like, they'll be fine. You know, you just, you know, they just dig them out. You lose a limb, you'll be fine, love, kind of thing. <laughs> you know, girls talk with no men are around. And she just got this great idea, almost like a psychic moment and said, oh my God, can you imagine if Wesley tries to propose you because he thinks you're going to die of cancer? I was like, oh my God, that'd be really cheesy, wouldn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like just propose because you love me, not because you think I'm going to lose a limb or life. <laughs> so you can guess that later that day, we was doing a really nice walk through the village going towards the beautiful church where we'd always said we wanted to get married. And he starts that conversation from the woodland again. <laughs> same lines, new locale. <laughs> yeah, the same sort of like, you know, you're being really brave. You know, I'll be here by your side throughout this. I'm going to be by your side forever. And I went, don't propose to me because Lucy said about this. Like, seriously, don't propose because you think I'm dying because that is really cheesy. <laughs> so that was my second telling off and <laughs> failed effort. But bless him, he didn't give up and he tried again. And it wasn't even a happy week. It was a coincidence, really, that that just happened to be the worst week of my life. I absolutely hated it. And so whenever people say to me, like, oh, so, you know, when did your husband propose? I, I miss out the first two bits just to save him a bit of, you know, <laughs> dignity, really. And I always say, oh, it was on leap year day. We proposed on the worst week of my life. But I don't mean because of him. It was just his timing. So we bought our first house. We'd been sort of like together four months and he's very sensible, Joanne. Do you know what I mean? He's younger than me, but he's very sensible. It's something to aspire to. It's, it's brilliant, but it's not me. And he's really sensible. So we started dating and then he wanted to move in. But he, he just thought, we'll just go on property ladder. We'll buy a house. So we bought a house. To be honest, it was in such a rough area. I'd have been safer living in a bus stop, <laughs> truth be known. It was just awful. And on the week in question, I've got to watch what I say, but there were some people who aren't very nice that that would do we say that there's some people that weren't very nice and they just terrorized us and they shot a hole in our window they were like revving their engines like all around the house we had to run for safety 
Do you remember I had to leave my dinner and I love food? <laughs> we called the police. The police wouldn't come out because they don't touch these sort of types of families, oh, shall we say? Goodness. So I had this week from hell. But for some reason, in my resilient husband's head, he just thought, this is the week to propose. <laughs> it's leap year. Let's go for it. So we went out for this meal. And I didn't really have much of an appetite. You know, when you get stressed, you don't really have much mm-hmm. of an appetite. So I was in this restaurant eating a very bizarre coloured risotto is what I remember. And it was a really intimate, small restaurant, like really small. And like mid-meal, he come around to the side of my chair and he knelt down next to me and started that spiel again, like, Shelley, I really love you. You know, I'm just like so proud of you. And I was just like, it's lovely. Uh, what are you doing? <laughs> And he was like, carried on. He was Because by now he's built up quite a lot of resilience. <laughs> so he was just down there. And I just thought, like, don't be a wally. Get up. It's a really intimate restaurant. Everybody's looking. Do you need the toilet? Because he was like squatting. <laughs> and I'm just not that kind of girl. And I kept going, yeah, lovely. Thanks very much. And he's going, but I really love you. But that's really lovely. Could you tell me there? Because I want to eat my risotto. And he was just going oh, nicely because he's going to listen to this. But he was just going on and on and on. And I just thought, just get up. Do you know what I mean? I was just really embarrassed. And in the end, you can bleep this out. But in the end, he just sort of went, for God's sake, woman, there's a bloody ring down here. Do you want to get married or not? And that was it. I just went, oh, yeah. I love it. I think he thought if he doesn't sort of, you know, really hammer at home that this is what he's doing and he will not be moved on this thing. So, yeah, he said there's a bloody ring down here. Do you want it or not? I love it. <laughs> Yeah. You know, when people they say there's on this beach and the sun was setting, it's when they first met. I don't have that story. And the night we first met, I mean, I'm a teetotaler now, not because of the following story, just coincidence. <laughs> but the night we met, that's always a nice story. And he just says to me, he goes, well, your mum was paralytic and she couldn't remember me to me, but luckily she had a camera on her that night. <laughs> so yeah, that that's the basis of our relationship, really. Drunk when we met. And... Two failed proposals and a third slightly angry one. Oh, my goodness. Living the dream. You're a tough nut to crack, Shelly Knight. I know, but I just, I don't like that all down on one knee kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, I'm not myself some, somebody who's a big fan of the mushy. If something's really like mushy romantic, it just makes me want to roll my eyes. And I feel so bad because I love my husband to the very depth of my being. I would do anything for that man. He is my person. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if he wants to go on and on and talk about sunshine and butterflies and rainbows and things, it's just, it's not the way to my heart, you know? Yeah. (laughs) I would much rather him say, you are such a good mom. I'm going to go do the dishes, you know? Or I'd be like, yes, I love this man. Oh, yeah. That is sexy. Uh Isn't it? I know. Oh, I love that. I'm going to take the rubbish out. Or I'm going to do the gardening. Yep, exactly. Yeah, that's my dirty talk. Yes, that is the way into my knickers, you might say. <laughs> I I don't have a similar engagement story because Scott made it very clear and it just went off without a hitch. But I do remember a few times before he proposed, we were, we were killing time in the mall. I don't even know how I had this man in a mall, honestly. I don't know that I've ever had him in a mall. <laughs> But we were in a mall and he started to drag me into a jewelry store. And I was like, nope, nope, not doing it. And just we didn't we didn't <laughs> speak of it. We didn't discuss it at all. And in my mind, I knew like he wants me to look at engagement rings and I don't want him to ruin the surprise. I am not doing this. Yeah. So I feel like I feel you. I feel like I definitely sabotage romantic moments without meaning to really, but just because it's not my yeah and I must say like my husband not only is he far more resilient than I because he just kept going 
you know, I could have been a spinster still, couldn't I really, given my background. But bless him, he actually designed my engagement ring. It is gorgeous. Oh my gosh. Describe what it looks like and tell me how long he had it before he actually was able to put it on your finger. Oh, well, I, I wouldn't like to ask. I don't know. But he <laughs> is it is it called a princess cut? So it's like a rectangle. Oh, I think so. Oh, beautiful. You're going to have jewelers like messaging going, no, it's not, Shelley. You're totally wrong. But anyway, it's a rectangle of a diamond and it's on a gold band, but the diamond has a floor in it. And he chose the floor because he knows I'm a great believer that there's no such thing as perfection. And we had like quite a few people, as you do, going, oh, it will never last and things like that. And so we had a bit of a like bumpy start to the relationship. Not us, just everyone else around us. Mm-hmm. So he chose a floor diamond to say, look, it doesn't have to be perfect to be amazing. He's yeah, he's really lovely. <laughs> Bless him. And uh, so that was my bloody ring that was down on the floor, that one. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Oh, what a wonderful story. I love it so much. So see you guys, if you flub your engagement, not once, not twice, but three times, you can still live happily ever after like Shelly is. Certainly not perfect, but just what the doctor ordered. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we still have a laugh now. And, you know, the laugh is more on me rather than at me now, which is good. But we just get on. Do you know what I mean? It's just such a laugh and things like that. I have like psychic tendencies. I could see sort of like a year in the future, but I can't literally see what's before me. <laughs> Therein lies your skill. And your husband knew that. And he was willing to work around that, that eccentricity that you have. Bless him. <laughs> For those of you who are members of the Fancy Free Facebook group, we have got to talk about engagement stories. I think we've done the proposal story question once before, and I didn't get much response. So this time... It doesn't have to be perfect. Come tell me your <laughs> proposal story. Or even if some like crazy guy off the street proposed to you and you didn't even know who he was, I want to hear about that too. So do I. Why would they do that? <laughs> Apparently, some people have many of these stories. I mean, maybe they look like better marriage material than I do or something, but <laughs> I've only ever been proposed <laughs> by the actual man who put a ring on it. Today's episode is brought to you by Beauty Bioscience. This company approached me to try some of their products and let my listeners know what I think of them. And they sent me two products. One is called the Quench, a morning and evening intensely nourishing facial cream with quadrilipid and lactic acid technologies that work to restore the skin's protective barrier, bounce, hydration, and radiance. It's ideal recovery cream for dry climates, dry skin, long flights, and post-retinol clinical or microneedling treatments. And one is called R45 The Reversal. And this is a product that you only need to use twice a year. In 45 days, the treatment is clinically proven to repair all four benchmarks of aging, discoloration, wrinkles, enlarged pores, and uneven texture. The proprietary retinol complex, TriGlow, which is trademarked, mimics the skin smoothing effects of clinical retinol without the harsh side effects. And I've definitely seen that. It smells really nice. It goes on easily. Definitely one pump of each solution mixed together is enough to cover my face and underneath my chin and then down toward my decolletage. After that, I just put on the quench and I have not had any dryness, any redness, any flaking. I want to thank Beauty Bio for sponsoring this episode today. And if you go to their website, that's beautybio.com and use the promo code FANCYFREE, you will get 15% off of your entire shopping cart. So go check them out. 
it's time to talk about life hacks. Do you have a quick life hack for us? Well, I must say in the last year, I think it's because I'm getting older and I think time's a little bit more precious than it was 10 years ago. I keep doing like, feel the fear and do it anyway. Mm, I love that. So I've just started up a YouTube channel and I don't like being visible because I'm a writer on a podcast. So I've just literally always behind a laptop or a screen and I quite like that. But I have just thought, because I'm so passionate about helping people make positive changes and moving on after like loss and grief or change of a life that they knew and trusted. You know, my book sells quite well. Then I did the podcast, but now I'm doing YouTube. And I was just thinking, you know, I don't like being visible. But if it helps someone, I'll do it. And so I've started doing it with my really bad hair at the moment. Because again, it goes back to that, you know, there's no such thing as perfection. You know, just beautifully flawed. (laughs) Feel the fear, do it anyway. And I've just started a YouTube channel. It's to do with the podcast. I'm not like, you know, dancing randomly or anything. (laughs) Yeah, but it's still about positive changes. I'm not there sort of doing some dance off with my son or anything. (laughs) Okay. Awesome. Tell us how to find your YouTube channel. I don't know. Google it. I have no idea. Because I, I, see, when I started my podcast, I thought that'd be a really good idea because, you know, it's a, my message, but with my words. So I can take my book from the written word into the spoken word. But at that point, I'd never listened to a podcast. Wow. So this is what happened with YouTube. I might do a bit of yoga on it, but I've never really done anything. So I think if you do Shelly F. Knight, you see my little face pop up. Okay. Awesome. And then we were talking before we started recording about a group of people that you're taking some guidance from on your YouTube channel. Let's give them a plug since they've been so wonderful. Tell us who they are. Yeah. So I started my YouTube channel just because I could. But like many things, when I feel the fear and do it anyway, I haven't got a clue what I'm doing. Um, (laughs) I just a great believer the universe has my back. So I've just been on a five-day challenge with the Nerd Herd, which is fabulous, with Justin James and Paul Chow. And they're just really lovely, down-to-earth guys who I've bombarded with so many questions. You know, I've got a YouTube channel, but I don't really know what I'm doing with it. And I've been with them for five days, and it's been fabulous. And I've gone up by four subscribers. So I started and had about two, even though I didn't have any videos. That was strange, if I'm honest, but thank you to whoever you are. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then I went up to eight. But in the moment, purely selfish, our teenage son is on 24 subscribers. And I just want to overtake him so that he thinks I'm swag or embarrassing. I'm not sure which way it's going to go, if I'm honest. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay, let's help her, you guys. Let's all subscribe to her YouTube channel. <laughs> I, go to, <laughs> to fancyfreepodcast.com, click episodes, and then find Shelly F. Knight's engagement story episode and then you can click on her YouTube <laughs> channel and subscribe but we have to help her beat her son <laughs> or, or embarrass her son. yeah okay and then since we're talking about our children I am also going to mention that my daughter started a YouTube channel with her singing she's doing covers of popular songs that she loves and she is such a sweet singer and people have really been loving her stuff I am going to link to my daughter's YouTube channel as well. So I'd be honored if you guys would check that out. Oh, you were pleased to know that my son's not singing because he's got my voice. He's just doing gaming things like FIFA and Fortnite. Things that I have no, no familiarity with whatsoever. No. Speaking of gaming, we have this tractor 
So we, we moved to an acreage in rural Montana. This is a totally new experience for us. In fact, I will tell you that yesterday I moved 16 five-week-old chickens from my bathtub enclosure in my guest room to their chicken coop in the backyard. And everyone survived, including me, and I'm very proud. Oh, wow. That's brilliant. I'm a city girl, but now I'm doing all this stuff. So anyway, we have a tractor because we have all this land that we have to take care of. And my husband is like, well, just, you know, put water in a five-gallon bucket, put it in the scooper thingy of the tractor and drive it over to the corner of our property and water that new tree. And I'm saying, Scott, I'm going to kill somebody with that tractor. It won't be on purpose, but there are so many controls. This is the same yes. reason why I can't play video games. My brain cannot keep track of 10 or 20 different controls and commands. It's baffling to me, but I think anyone who can is brilliant. Do you know what? You wouldn't know this about me, but once upon a time, I had to try and drive a tractor. Oh, you did? <laughs> This is a true story. I was living in Australia and you do really bizarre things like work on fruit farms. And so I was given the job because I was a country girl back home of, well, the job was to drive the tractor from one sort of aisle, don't know they're called aisles really, aisle of apple trees to the next one. And it is really hard, isn't it? Because you have to start it. Do you start it in gear? Yeah, you start it in gear. I don't gear, know. And then you have to, like, there's, there's a lever for the throttle. And then there's a there's this yes. U-shaped pedal. And then push it forward to go forward and backwards to go backwards. But then the brake is up above that. And there are two choices, two different pedals for the brake. Not to mention how to make the front part of the tractor go up and down and the back part of the tractor to go up and down. And then there's tilting for the front. Oh, Shelly, it's too much for my brain. <laughs> yeah, I was I was doing it. And if the sound didn't give it away, the smell did. And I burnt out the clutch. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so that was really bad. So I didn't earn any money on that fruit farm. But I must have had resilience, just like my husband with his proposal techniques. Because I then went to another fruit farm. And it was the worst job I ever had. It was just miserable. And when I left that one, I owed them money. Because I worked so slowly. And then there's other people. There's something wrong with them. They're like apple ninjas, if that's such a thing. I don't know. <laughs> and they were like, you know, putting these, they're doing like crates and crates and crates per day. And I didn't do half a crate after a week. And they were bruised because by then I was trying to, you know, embrace it in a ninja and throw the apples in. So then I owed them money. And it was a very low point in my life. I might go on that podcast, The Hilarious World of Depression, and tell my story. <laughs> Yes. It was miserable. Well, we have an apple orchard in our backyard, and I will tell you, it is challenging. I mean, we were like, now, how do we do this? <laughs> Don't ask me. I haven't got a clue. <laughs> I know. Thank goodness for YouTube, because you can find out how to do anything on YouTube these days. I don't know how we lived without it. Yeah. I've learned how to change toilet parts on YouTube. Nice. And how to change the battery in my key fob for my car while I was standing in the aisle at Target. Yep. All kinds of great stuff. It's brilliant, isn't it? Oh, it is. I love it. Oh, Shelly, thank you so much for being with me today. This has been so much fun. Oh, bless you. I love our chats. I'm sure your listeners are going to be like, oh my goodness, they're back together again. But <laughs> I absolutely love it. Oh, so do it's I. It's like therapy for me. <laughs> absolutely. I'm so, so glad that you told me when you had thought of a couple more stories. So please let me know <laughs> the next time you think of a few more. It sounds like you're a wealth. You're a wealth. I, yeah, I mean... Sometimes a week passes and I behave myself, but generally not. <laughs> I love it. Okay, well, listeners, you can find Shelly at ShellyFnight.com. That's S-H-E-L-L-E-Y-F as in Frank, K-N-I-G-H-T.com. And I will link to all of the other places you can find her, including her podcast and her book, 
on the show notes. Shelly, have a wonderful evening. Yeah, thank you very much. Please do put my YouTube channel link in and then I'll be able to find myself. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Oh, you're so funny. Thank you so much for listening to the Fancy Free Podcast with me today. Wasn't Shelly adorable? I just, I could talk to her all day, honestly. She is hilarious. Just the way she words things and her quirky perspective. I just, I love her. Make sure to check out the show notes for today's episode. Go to fancyfreepodcast.com slash episode 60 to get all of the links we discussed today. You will not want to miss next week's show. I promise it's going to be so much fun. Make sure you hit the subscribe button so that it pops into your feed. Have a wonderful week. And remember, no one is as fancy as they look.